May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O God. We have that very familiar passage from John 3:16, which most of us, and even those who do not claim our faith as Christian people, at least see this sign, John 3:16, maybe at a sporting event or some other place, and it's kind of the gospel in miniature. If there was one verse in all of Scripture to summarize what this Jesus movement is about, it would perhaps be John 3:16. God sent the Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Not to condemn the world, the Gospel writer John tells us, God gave God's self in flesh, became human, became one of us. The book of Isaiah says that he bore our iniquities. He carried our diseases. Interesting thoughts for such a time as these. Not to condemn us for ever getting it right, but to show God's preferred way. And in the midst of deliberating about the evils of the world, John reminds us why we are here. We are on the way not because of what we have done or left undone as we have confessed, but because of what God has done. There's a difference. So the cross, then, is not simply a piece of evidence that seals the case shut against our sin and our strongholds emotionally and it shut us out against our guilt for having done whatever cross becomes a beacon of hope. And Nicodemus discovers that hope. Notice in the dark of night what many of us may be wrestling with too, that Jesus is sent not to scold the world, but to save it. It was out of love, the Bible says, that Jesus came among us, that Jesus stood beside us and even died for us. Can there be better news for us then God loves the world. That the one who created does not want to tear this planet apart, to condemn, to murder, to kill. It's kind of like the dawn surfacing on a conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Up until this point, Nicodemus' understanding of who God was was very childlike. Nicodemus had an experience that was spirit-filled, the Bible says. Perhaps he had an immature understanding of this reality of God, of the divine. He didn't understand that God was love. And the text from this morning's gospel proclaims the sad truth. The light has come into the world. It's there. But the case is the people love the darkness more than they love the light. That seems to be, at least in my vision, a good example of where we're at in the world. The light is here, we can see it, but the people love the darkness more than they want to even reflect the light. So there's the tension, and I'm going to use that tension between an immature faith and a mature faith. Because keep in mind during this season of Lent, our focus is both on the darkness and the reality of the human condition, but the good news for Christians is that that's not the world. There is an alternative. 
Paradoxically, we live in darkness, but we seek out the light. And we really can't see the light that dawns upon us until we are truthful with ourselves that we like to stay late out at night. And we like the love of the dark. And I'm talking here metaphorically, although some of you may love to stay out late. But we've got to be honest with ourselves about the whole story. The darkness of the world is the reason why we have Good Friday. It's the reason why we don't have Good Friday service at 7 a.m. on Good Friday. It's in the darkness. And it's even why we turn out all the lights at Good Friday, to remind us that we live in darkness. Just one more reminder that our liturgy provides for us. We are people of light who live in darkness. And then we all depart on Good Friday in the darkness and silence. We stumble back into the dark world. It's during Lent that we talk about this uncomfortableness of the darkness. Darkness being our form of sin, death, decay, rot, and even still, we, through the biblical witness of the story of Jesus and focus our lives on the light of our lives, it exposes what's really there and allows our lives to be subjected to the light of Jesus. We admit who we really are, people who love the darkness rather than the light. And we have a propensity to feed on that forbidden fruit all the way back to Genesis chapter 2, a people who are comfortable with the night. Even in the darkest part of the night, somehow the light of Christ shines. Shines on us, exposing us to the great light of love. Lurking in the shadows of the night will not cut it. And we may love life in the night, but it's not really life. Ask somebody who's recovered from an addiction. Dwelling in the light is much better. Jesus speaks to Nicodemus, must be lived in the light of day. And this is God's work. It's not our work. We simply respond to what God has put before us, God's life-giving and ongoing labor to work in this world in which we must give of ourselves. Our participation requires an open heart, open mind, and a willingness to let our whole lives be shaped by what Jesus said a renewal, a rebirth, sounds a lot like the purpose of Lent. May your Lenten journey, like the journey of Nicodemus, who took the journey because he was afraid in the middle of the night, may your Lenten journey involve a risk that you will allow yourself to grow in your faith, risking an adventure to follow where Jesus is leading your life, or you may be living a comfortable life, maintaining a non-threatening existence, holding on to an old life that is yours without challenging yourself. It's the choice that Nicodemus had, the choice that faces each of us. How much are you willing to risk? For however much you risk is how much your life is worth. Remember, Jesus said, I assure you, unless you are reborn again, Unless you renew your life's paradigm, you won't see the kingdom of God. No matter what you are willing to risk to grow in your faith, know this, God loves the world, as John 3.16 says, and God loves you. 
No matter how you feel about it, you are loved. No matter where you are on your journey, whether you are just learning and curious about Jesus or whether you've been friends with Jesus for a long, long time, God loves the world so much that God refuses to let the darkness overcome the light. The light will always shine in the darkness, our darkness. May we open our eyes and our hearts because it is the light that will lead us home. In Jesus' name, amen.